1: Yeah, right back to it, baby. That's right. Andy (laughs) McCollum, Vice President and Development of Natural Forces Technology. Which does what? And this week, Andy McCollum. He's a fantastic speaker. He's Hey, let me try that again. Oh, my gosh. Andy, listen, I got to tell you, man. We recorded that whole, uh, the whole, the whole thing, and Dave and I were were 1970s radio uh, personalities trying to do an introduction yeah. of you. It was fantastic. We may even just leave it into the. Into and, the but, and I don't think you're you're not in the boardroom yet, are you? Or are you in the boardroom? <laughs> no.
2: Ah. no let, me, let me try it again. Okay. Just All right.
3: This is the way we roll at the boiling point.
1: Boiling <laughs> point. Boiling point. point, point <laughs> Boing, 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 boing. Um, All right. Okay. 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 Here we okay. Are. <laughs> Bam. Okay. We're 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 already two minutes into the podcast. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So Andy, it's a pleasure to meet you, and uh, you are um, a friend. We've got a common friend in Christy O'Leary, and Christy uh, speaks it, very is, highly of Is you. wonderful because she just lined up four or five of our last guests, and it was it was uh, it was a real nice treat actually, and it's something we've been asking a lot actually, of our Previous guests in our audience is to suggest great people to come onto the boiling point, and and Andy, oh, okay. you, you are now uh, one of them. So, so no so no
3: pressure at all, Andy. No pressure at
1: all. <laughs> no pressure, eh? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Andy, why don't you tell us a little bit about Natural Forces Technology and how you are uh, helping change the landscape of, of policy and uh, and uh, everything else around uh, natural resource for energy and wind? And uh, I'm just gonna shut my trap <laughs> and just pass it over to you. G- give us a, give us a good uh, rundown of what's what's happening at natural forces technologies.
2: Yeah, I guess um, I guess natural Forces technologies, that's a parent company. So most of us uh uh work for Natural Forces Winds, Natural Forces Wind Inc. So we're we're the arm of the business that that develops and constructs and owns and operates uh wind farms around uh mostly around the Maritimes, but we have some sites we're working on out in DC as well. Um yeah, I mean that's what we do. There's there's we're about, I don't know, there's ten or 10 or 12 of us now, um, and uh, we've been around uh, in, in, in probably since 2001, I'd say, is when the earliest kind of wind farm development work uh, that we did in the Maritimes, uh, kind of starting in New Brunswick, and we ended up building out the first um, wind farm in New Brunswick, the Kent Hills Wind Farm, just south of Moncton. Yeah, I mean, that's right. Yeah, you um, see it when you drive yeah. down the highway yeah yeah that was back in 2005, 2007 that that, that kind of time period. and more recently uh, we've been working on community scale uh, wind farms. So these are large um, kind of uh, utility grade wind turbines, but only only a few of them, two or three. so they're smaller sites um, around Nova Scotia. So um, so, would those and,
1: ones be uh considerably considerably larger than what we'd see on Tantramar or outside moncton or, or would uh, those they're, be, they're, yeah
2: they're the same size like the yeah. the Tantramar site um you know there's i don't know how many turbines out there' it's fifteen or twenty or something same same size turbines um but when I talk about utility scale, so that those are utility scale turbines whereas the single small turbine on the RCMP station outside Tanger, outside armor, is kind of that. You know, that's that's more of a residential scale. And, which, I, and that one I fi-
1: I often find isn't spinning.
2: I know, and hence that's why we stay <laughs> There's no sort of machine. Okay. Yeah.
1: And, and I'm I'm laughing because, you know, honestly, we do have listeners all over the place uh, in, in multiple countries, a lot in the US. And Dave and I are so regional. <laughs> we're, we're talking about the Tantramar Marsh and and the RCMP, yeah. the RCMP building with the, with a the single. <laughs> anyway, the where, the, where, the, where it's not spinning, you know, <laughs> it's not spinning. And but you but the other ones that. are right yeah, across yeah. the street.
3: Okay, yeah, well, this yeah.
1: is, this is this is really well. And and how's it going? I know Nova Scotia, Prince Edward Island, uh, are doing really well. Like I, I I see turbines all over the place. Our, our province, in New Brunswick, seems to be jumping on onto board uh, now. Um, what what's what's the climate across this country in Canada now for this and uh, you know is is it exponentially growing? Uh, yeah, why don't you give us a quick rundown?
2: Oh yeah, I mean I, I in my view it's it's definitely exponentially growing. You know it, it's it's going up and up and up and every year Canada adds more renewables. Canada adds more more wind. Um, you know some, obviously some provinces are are a little bit more aggressive than others and and there's ups and downs within provinces but overall it, it's you know it, it's going up i mean it, it's it's i think nowadays everybody knows we need more renewables it's just a it's just a fact that that people accept or most people accept um and then you know with regard to the provinces or the maritime provinces new brunswick is, is the next frontier you know for community wind and i think there's great potential there i think NB power see that so yeah, it's, it's, well, I think it's a good times. Sunny, sunny days ahead.
3: All right, well, that's good to know, uh, and hopefully with a little wind too. Um, what, you know, when you say community farms, like what, like what does that mean exactly? How's that well, compared to what?
2: Yeah, so I mean, when I talk about say community winds or community energy, uh, community scale projects, you know, we're, we're talking about traditionally smaller size projects. Um, owned uh, by uh, majority, usually majority owned by community entities. So whether it's a co-op or, you know, a community economic development corporation or a university or a municipality, you know, those sorts of kind of local entities, those are the sorts of local entities that are getting into um, owning and, and, um, yeah, basically owning and and profiting from uh, renewable energy projects.
3: And what what usually like drives uh you know these types of owners do you think too? Is it um, the, it's, uh, the renewable space or what you know, is it is it profit motivated or I mean I've I a I have a sense of what might be, but what what's your perspective?
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of a bit of push and pull. Like policy renewables is still driven by policy typically across Canada. Um, so policy is pushing and governments are, are, are going towards or moving towards community scale energy, community renewable energy. That's one side. And then the, the pull is coming from some of these entities themselves, First Nations um, and co-ops and, and um, those types of, types of organizations wanting to get into um, kind of ethical or socially responsible investing, you know, um, so so you have a bit of push and pull and, and and both those forces are are combining to um to to really make community energy community renewables happen you know and and to to get megawatts in the ground. What
3: did, what role does industry play do you see in in this space?
2: I think industry is is beginning to embrace it. I, I think it's relatively new uh for us uh, at least in Canada. Um it's not new for for other jurisdictions. You know, in in Europe, community energy—that's that's all they know. You know, the the German uh, you know revolution over there with with what happened with renewable energy—that that was from, really from the ground up. Canada trad- traditionally is, has has um, kind of built out large scale projects owned by private equity firms or large utilities. Uh, but over the past you know five years or so, you've seen a lot of provinces moving towards this type of policy, Um, Ontario and BC and the Maritimes looking at um, trying to enable um, community ownership of of these projects.
1: So as far as the size of of communities, like I think of St. John, New Brunswick, um, most of the province is powered by the provincial utility, NB Power, but the city itself owns its own utility. Would that be considered a a community project? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
2: under... The New Brunswick just came up with new renewable uh, procurement legislation, so they're looking for for new energy, um, and only community groups can participate. Um, so the city of Saint John, um, yeah, I mean um, Saint John Energy, they 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 are, they are a qualifier. Um, I know they're looking at at projects um, to 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 participate into this program. So yeah, exactly, that that is one of those entities that. Um, that can participate in that that will um, own and operate, uh, hopefully, you know, a community energy project.
1: Um, what do you think has really pushed this movement? I, I, like you say, it's been going on for years in uh, Scandinavian Europe and uh, uh, and even I remember, geez, it was 20 years ago. I I was enjoying the views and PEI at that wind farm, um, but now there's a, a real movement, and I, I I know a big chunk of the answer. You know, it goes back to the. Uh, uh, the fossil fuel uh, energy uh, the, the crisis that that we're, the, the whole planet is experiencing. But what what else is contributing to this movement now to to go push really hard into the green energy space?
2: Oh, geez, it's it's a few, you know, it's a few things. Uh, industry is, is pushing. Industry recognizes that there's benefits. There's, there's, there's some pretty unique benefits um, outside of the the traditional large procurement programs. Um, u- utilities want it, I mean, NB power. They, they said, um, we don't want to be paying, um, you know, uh, um, we don't want to be paying for electricity and, and paying entities that are not in the province. We want to be paying local entities for, for their power, you know, keeping, keeping the, uh, the, the money that's circulating within the local economy. Um, you know, then, then there's the whole, you know, um, the environmental movement, COP21, um, you know that that whole side of things that that it, that it's you know blatantly obvious. Once again, we we need more renewables. Um, so yeah, I mean, once again, it's it's several forces pushing towards this.
1: Where, where do you think we we stand uh, in the country? Um, I know New Brunswick and Nova Scotia are two completely different provinces, but uh, how are we doing? Like, uh, I, I know we're not. Leading the charge in, uh, in in the space, but it feels like we're we're taking the right the right steps forward. Like where where do we stand? Yeah, I mean,
2: I, I we have I think we have a great standing. I, I think um, with I mean a good example of of us actually leading and us as in um, say the Nova the province of Nova Scotia, the the, the previous program um, it was a small scale community um, procurement program called Comfit Community Feeding terror Program that was like. That, that program was looked at from people all around the world, you know, right. that was, that was, yes. And it was a huge success, you know, and, and it obviously all programs have lifespans, but um, that, that is, that was a, that was a big success. Um, New Brunswick is looking, you know, their program I'm, I'm sure will be successful um, as far as uh, megawatts, you know, penetration of renewables. You know, Nova Scotia's maybe by 2020, uh, Nova Scotia will be 40 percent renewable. New Brunswick will be very similar. You know, so that that's that's getting. I think that's great. And
3: I, you know, and Andy, where does that? Obviously, just for some perspective, like where does that come from? Like, you know, like you know, if you looked at in in you know 1990, where we were to you know when you talk 2020, I'm just just to get a sense of kind of yeah, relative yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, you know, 20 years ago, we we were uh 10 percent renewable is when i say we i'm talking about nova scotia yeah. uh so so you know within 15 20 years we would have added 30% close to 30% of renewable energy to the grid so that's a big that's a big improvement we're uh, shutting down coal plants at, um,
1: and who's doing who's leading like north america like california as an example like who's what percentage are, would would uh, the best in in uh, in show be uh, be pushing renewables into the grid
2: Um, Right now, I'm going to say not Alberta, because that's an open market system, and it seems like it's tilted towards non-renewable. Quebec, I'd say Quebec, Ontario are the big players. You know, Ontario had, had some really good programs. Quebec, huge, huge uptake of renewables. I mean, BC they're already mostly hydro, you know, so they don't get looked at a whole lot. They're, they're, they're like 95% renewable right now. So they don't have a whole lot to go, you know, not far to go, but Ontario and Quebec have made huge strides, you know, as far as gross um, addition of megawatts.
3: When you, when you, um, you mentioned earlier Comfit, um, does, uh, my understanding is that program has, is not available anymore. Is that right?
2: Yes, that's correct. Um, it was uh, maybe it's around for three or four years. Um, the program anticipated, uh, you know, uh, I think it was 100 megawatts worth of worth of projects, and they received over um, well, three, two or 300 application, two or 300 megawatts worth. So it's very much oversubscribed, and that that will get built out, and there'll be probably over 200 megawatts built out. So I mean, if you look at it from that sense, it was successful, but why, why not take the next step? Yeah. Is it a political,
3: yeah. political thing? Is that, I mean, what would, what's co- what would cause it's, uh,
2: yeah, I mean, I mean politics is, definitely plays a role. Um, it was, it was, um, you know, it was introduced by one, uh, government and, and then, uh, that government's no longer in power because new government came in with the mandate to, to control rates. Um, and and control rates on the short term, mm. um, you know obviously because it's government um, did not invert long term um, with with the way the political system works so um, so that's unfortunate you know with renewables uh, renewables is all about long- term rate stability right the, the, the energy the the, the electricity is, is virtually free there's there's no fuel cost right. um, so so it's not you know theres there's no variation in fuel cost it's, it's fixed. Um, and when projects um, sell their electricity to to the grids, their grid utilities, they're they're selling them at a fixed price for, for twenty plus years, you know. Yeah. If you just don't get that with with oil and gas and coal. Yeah. So.
3: So you need you need it's a long like you said long term view and, I mean and that yeah. that is part of the. I mean, maybe the frustration—at least for me—I won't speak for you—around policy-driven around policy, um, uh, initiatives is that they're—they're they're, unfortunately they're they're at the peril of what government happens to be in, regardless of maybe how well it's doing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No. Exactly.
3: Um, so now, uh, you know, uh, Greg and I, being entrepreneurs, would you know, we'll both be curious about if, and and other and listeners, I'm sure, if what would your advice be? Um, if we were interested in in trying to be investors in this uh, space, like what would you, how, how what would we, how, how would we go about organizing something in our community, or is that even uh, a possibility?
2: Oh no, that's that's completely you know um, possible. I think. Um, I, you know, the way whenever I ask questions like that, first thing I do is I, I go over. I say, what what did the other person do? What, you know, what was the, I look for success stories in other jurisdictions, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I I, I would I would uh, put you in touch with uh, a few a few of the C-diff's, um, a few of the community economic development um, companies that that were successful in Nova Scotia. Um, and, and yeah I mean sit down chat and and you and understand what what's involved I mean it's very easy it's communication you know it's just putting' it's getting in touch with the right people who have done it before hmm. so that's that's simple. really and, and it's not it's not just companies obviously we're, we're we're a corporation there's you know there's community groups there's there's teachers that, that have taken this on by themselves there's there's co-ops you know so it's it's entirely possible that anybody can if they have the time and effort to to put into this to to start a little a little um you know community economic development company and and put some time in trying to get these renewables going in
3: that's really cool like and what would you if someone was to type uh you know is there a particular uh group that you that we you know that that we could get access to or you know punch into google and get more information on that you you think is a maybe a shining example of being successful
2: yeah i mean uh, obviously i mean I, I might be a little bit biased but um our okay. our ce okay. C- uh win for all um so we we ran a CEDIF for um for it's been going in our fourth year i believe um so we've raised um over fourteen million dollars from over a thousand nova scotia investors um and we built out five different wind farms with that so um you know that that's that's obviously my number one recommendation is come come talk to us obviously, uh, well, um, but there's you know it depends on who you are and, and what you're looking to do. Sure. Um, as, as far as a per per megawatt, you know we you know we we've worked on over twenty megawatts of community wind projects. There's other entities that have worked on smaller projects um, that that are slightly different than us, but. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there's, there's, there's a huge amount of information out there. Um, people willing to help out, you know, to, to see the success stories in other jurisdictions. And
3: that's and that is Wind for All.
2: Yeah, so it's Wind W I N D for All, um, and we have a website, WindforAll.ca, um, and we'll be uh, we're, we're about to um, start another offering for for. It's probably going to be our last Wind for All um, public investment offering. Um, for a few other wind farms that we're working on in the province.
1: Andy, can you um, explain the function of Cetus and how uh, investors? Yeah. See the returns because uh, it's a very interesting thing that uh, I don't believe CDFs are in New Brunswick yet, but I know there's a, there's a group pushing really hard to, to bring them in. But uh, just for our listening audience who might not have heard of what a CDF is and, and how investors can actually make this type of community impact through a CDF program or a company.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean CDF stands for a Community Economic Development Investment Fund. Um, so what is it? I mean, essentially it's a local investment tool. Um, you know, it's a fund where, um, you, you get a bunch of investors to put money in to, uh, to this pool. So it's a pool of capital. And then you deploy that pool of capital to invest in local ventures. Uh, in wind for all, we've deployed that capital to invest in wind farms, uh, which, which we are developing. Um, the benefits, I mean, like I, the financial benefits. Um, so, um uh, the CEDIS, the, the wind-for-all CEDIS, pays dividends um, every year for the life of the, of the wind farm that's operating. Um, so that's twenty-plus years. But on top of that, the big, the big uh, bonus is the uh, tax credit. So there's equity tax credits that you receive up to sixty-five percent equity tax credit 60%. of your investment. Sixty percent. Sixty-five percent, up to yeah. So it's—I don't know if you're familiar, you know, with the uh, with the Nova Scotia um, film tax credit. You know, obviously, that was I'm in the
1: extremely media. Uh, intimate. Yeah, with you it, guys with would it. be right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so th- this is very similar. It's non um, but it—but it, yeah, sixty-five it's, percent. Just, It's—it's just a huge kick to the investment. So the investment is basically made up of the tax credits. That's assuming you pay Nova Scotia tax, which is why it, it's only eligible for Nova Scotia investors. Um, the hours, our win for all that is. Um, so it's a, it's a, the investment is made up of the tax credit and the dividends. So combined, um, that the investments, uh, So we um, for for I think for all of our CDIFs, um the invest the internal rate of return. So the return on your investment is essentially fourteen um, percent. So that that takes into account um, that's on your net investment capital. So that takes into account both the dividends and and the uh, equity
1: tax. And credit. then you got the sixty five percent. Uh, uh, of so, let me get this right. Let's say I was to invest a million dollars, I get a yeah. six hundred fifty thousand. 000- that would be great. Yeah, woo-hoo. I get uh-huh. a six hundred fifty thousand uh, dollar tax credit at the end of the year. So really, I'm just. So oh, yeah. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, it's actually so it's thirty five percent on year one, and yeah. then it's. Uh, Twenty uh, percent year five, ten percent year ten. So uh, they do that to so you, to make you hold the investments, and and that's 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 all. Type I understand. To okay, but, yeah. but
1: still, it's it's a phenomenal incentive for people with money to invest in something that the government should but probably can't afford to do or yeah. take risk on. So it's essentially putting the risk on the investors. The government yeah. doesn't mind uh, giving that money back because if it if the of works, then. They're actually making an impact in the community that needs to be made.
2: Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, and on, on top of that, Greg, it's six percent, but then it's also RSP eligible. So, so you just you, you can stack your RSP um, tax rebate on top of that. You know, so what it depends on what tax bracket you're in. But if you're lucky enough to be in a, the highest tax bracket in the province, which is like fifty percent, you're talking about one hundred and fifteen percent tax credit. You know, so that's that's all your money back. But on top of that, you get your dividend. So, you know, obviously we don't talk too much about the uh, RSP side because every investment is assumed to be that. But, but you can stack those.
1: And know. and to, just another quick question on this: um, Is the CDF judged on the success of the project, or money in is eligible? Like like is it? Does that make sense? Like is uh, it contingent? Yeah. Is, is is there any any contingents at all?
2: Um, well, I mean, it, it's, so CEDIS naturally they're they're high risk investments. So what what we do is we structure all of our CEDIS. So the money that that we that we that are, that is invested, the money that that uh, Nova Scotians or New Brunswick uh, people put into the CEDIS, is not deployed on the projects until our projects are de-risked. So, I mean, a wind farm takes three to five years to to develop and construct. Quite a bit of permitting beforehand, and, and a lot of work to do. We don't deploy that money until very late stage, until the project is just about ready for construction. So, most of the risk is gone, and that's what Natural forces, So, we're we're the other half of the of the invest, investment investment uh, product. So, it's us, and it's the wind for all that end up owning the wind farms. We, as a developer, manage those risks. So. You know, our that's that's our that's our those are our jobs. You know, we get paid to develop and construct, construct these wind farms. Well, um, so, so we're providing a, a kind of a, a product that is that is de-risked.
1: Uh, and, uh, you know what? It's just it's inspiring to see how the realities of this new economy are working. Sure. Like uh, this is it's such an interesting way to redirect investment dollars and and see community impact often. yeah yeah and it's, and you know what I,
3: I appreciate hearing is just that you know there's some really progressive things happening in the maritime provinces that's really that's really cool and i you know my, i don't know and and, and we're com- we're actually coming towards the end of the the interview here but it seems like a lot yep. more to learn but i i don't know how familiar people are in general with you know kind of some no i mean it's,
2: we're trying to get the word out you know it's it's it's, it's the, the program is is just starting to get some traction even though it's closed people are starting to look around and say wow this this is a success I mean and and, and that's why New Brunswick is looking at NB power look 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 next door and they said wow this worked let's do it you know so so New Brunswick you'll you'll see it happening there you know hopefully we'll be up there offering the same types of investment to um, to New Brunswickers you know so it's it's gaining traction um, and yeah it's, it's a great it's a great news great story
3: love it well thank you for taking time to to educate us and um and I and I I can understand why, you know, the win for all is kind of oversubscribed because it's, you know, you you know, especially when you got someone like yourself, uh, your your organization coming in de-risking and, and the the tax credits and whatnot. I mean it's it's really uh, creates a really wonderful investment story potentially for especially for people that want to do good.
2: With what happened in Nova Scotia and the uptake we've had, uh selling out of every offering we've had, um you know, this huge potential in the project and and we're really looking forward to getting in there and getting something going
1: there. Well this this is all all really it's inspiring for me and you know even for, for people across the country and, and different places listening to this, it's just uh you can hear the excitement and the energy about what's what's going on in the space here.
3: And how do and and just for people that are are curious about, you know, what you you guys are doing in, in the space, um what uh how how do people find you, uh, Andy? Or or they natural love. forces,
2: they love lava. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I think uh, yeah, we've been we've been uh, one of the most successful seeders out there. Um, you know, we're we're fairly well known. Um, you know, just just from the from the pure amount of capital we raised with this program, it, it's no one else has raised much capital through the seeded program. Um, so you know, we're we're a bit of a um, outlier, um, but. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, uh, I think it's, it's reviewed with, you know, with, with some respect. Um, and I think with this, you know, one, we have one more offering coming up. Um, and, uh, yeah, like I said, last offering opening soon, winforall.ca.
1: All awesome. right. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Andy. Really appreciate your time, man. And uh, I, I, thanks again for your amazing uh, uh, hold music on the phone. Like yeah. that, that started everything else uh, so perfectly for me.
2: <laughs> well, you know, you know, I, I, I was phoning. I don't know who I phoned at an insurance company or something the other day. And their hold music was Star Wars. And they, they had just nice. put it on. Nice. Yeah,
1: I know. I, was I like, love that. Yeah.
2: I thought we had something. no. No. And, <laughs>
1: Well, we got yeah, yeah we we, can, we got a phone. Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: thanks, Andy. Okay, take care, Andy.
2: All right, thanks, guys. Okay, See you, buddy. Yeah.
1: So so much in there, like the uh the like how investors can turn. They're they're already going to invest that like cash somewhere, right? And oftentimes it goes offshore or goes outside yeah. of the region. Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: This is such a good way to use investor money to create. Real positive things in our own communities, and see a crazy return. I couldn't believe those returns he was talking about. Yeah. Now I'm not deep in, the in- investor space, but from what I know, CDFs are a real incredible uh, force for for positive change. Yeah.
3: No, I mean it, it was really interesting to hear that, and uh, you know, and, and what's you know, New Brunswick has some some really good um, you know examples of. Of trying to attract New Brunswick investors to invest in companies mm-hmm. in New Brunswick, and tax credits and that sort of thing. So it's it's neat to see when when that's happening. So, uh, but um, man, that's a, that's a it's a, it's almost like the Wild West, eh? Like there's so much yeah. uh, neat opportunity and wind farms. But do, and, do you know
1: what's really nice is um, I've I've been getting to know uh, Gaetan Thomas a little bit at NB Power, and just speaking with him, we got to get him on as guest yeah, soon. That'd be great. Speaking with him, he's a man of vision. And he's really leading that organization as a visionary, and he is so in tune with all of this. And he sees a future uh, of of New Brunswick um, being this really leading edge renewable uh, energy utility. And uh, the, you know, he's he's being a pioneer in in smart grid development mm-hmm. and all this. So there's some really exciting things happening in New Brunswick with our own utility. Uh, and we do have to get him on to the podcast. We'll uh, it'll be really neat soon as as a follow up to this particular oh, yeah, uh, exactly. one as well, just to just to get his perspective about what's happening in this yeah. province. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Um,
1: well, ah. we'll see you next week. All right, All right
3: thanks. on the boiling point. Bye bye.
0: Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleash.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening. And remember, keep that pot boiling.